Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Which player's value has changed the most since our position previews? Find out next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White. And let's start off with catcher and Mitch Garver, who was traded over to the Texas Rangers. Uh, Scott, how has his value changed since we last spoke about catchers? Well, it's gone up, Frank, and I, I think it's gone more to where it should have been all along. It was crazy that he was going outside of the top 200, given the productivity we've seen from him over the last three years. Just last year, forget that amazing 2019 season. Just last year, he was third in OPS at the position behind Ismani Grandal and the now-retired Buster Posey. So, uh, you know, in, in Minnesota, he obviously had health con- issues, but even when he was healthy, he was splitting at bats 50-50 with Ryan Jeffers, which didn't make sense. I think I think everybody believes now the Rangers are going to play Mitch Garver a lot more. So now he's going around the top 150 range, sometimes even ahead of Kebert Ruiz and Tyler Stevenson. Somebody else who should be playing more now is Luke Voigt, who was traded from the New York Yankees to the San Diego Padres. Got someone you liked all along this offseason. Uh, how far did Luke Voigt move up the rankings with this move? Well, my rankings, he's moved up a lot. He's around 130th now. And, you know, I was already way ahead of consensus on him because basically him going outside of the top 200 on average, nobody was giving him a chance of being an everyday player. They figured the Yankees would upgrade. And, and the Yankees did get somebody, but then they traded Voight to a team that needs him. The Padres intend to use him as their everyday DH. During his stay with the Yankees, Voight hit about 270 with an OPS about 900, homing at, homering at a better rate than Matt Olson per plate appearance during that stretch. Uh, if he's healthy and playing every day, I, I don't know why you'd pass him up as a, a mid-round first base option. All right, Max Muncy missed some time towards the end of last season with a partially torn UCL, but recently made his spring training debut, and he's someone who's also been on the rise, Scott. Yes, he has, and I am a little more inclined to draft him now that we actually see him playing, not just swing at a bat this spring, but also playing the field some. Most of all, though, I'm encouraged that he doesn't have to play the field much, if at all, now that Freddie Freeman is on board, they can just make Muncie the full-time DH, and hopefully his elbow holds up in that role. Perhaps no player has gained more value since the lockout ended uh, uh, than Chris Bryant, who signed with the Colorado yep. Rockies. And over the past week, his ADP is 64.1. Scott, both you and I have him ranked ahead of that uh, inside of the top 60 right now. Yeah, I mean, completely transformative for his value because his... Average exit velocities have been pretty bad the past few years, and I'm not sure, even though it went okay last year, I wasn't sure that it would hold up year to year with this newer deadened baseball. But that's all out the window now that he's in Colorado, can take advantage of the thin air, of course, field, the BABIP inflating effects of that big ballpark, and like he might hit 300 with 30 homers. He's ahead of Arenado for me. He's closing in on... Um, 
on Austin Riley and it has helped lengthen that very shallow position. When we last did our shortstop preview, Fernando Tatis was still the number one overall player, and since then, he has undergone wrist surgery. Uh, Scott, what is the right point for you to start targeting Fernando Tatis? So it's going to depend on circumstances. I've moved him to around 100th overall in my rankings. I know NFBC, his ADP's dropped to about 60th, so somewhere between 60th and 100 probably, depending on how much you can justify going for upside and the shallower the league the easier it is to justify because obviously the the replacement players are going to be better um if you need one i we don't know exactly when he's coming back from the wrist and we don't know how it's going to affect his swing all of that but the the timetable has him returning in june and playing the final two-thirds of the season the numbers for that final two-thirds could be awesome still and um you know, it just depends if you're willing to live with the risk. Scott, you and I were both worried about Nick Cassianos leaving Great American Ballpark, but now he finds himself in a pretty good venue as well in Philadelphia. What does that do for his value? Yeah, I, I can't call him a bust anymore. I was worried he'd go someplace like Miami, which would play for him sort of like Detroit did, uh, killing his power to, to right center instead of maximizing it. But now that he's gone to Philadelphia, another small park like Cincinnati... Yeah, I mean, Nick Castellanos, I think, is a pretty good pick inside the top 50 himself. All right, Scott, I'm going to marry these last two together. Jack Flaherty dealing with a pretty substantial shoulder injury. He got a PRP injection recently. We really don't know when we're going to see Jack Flaherty, so there's a lot of concern there. And then, unfortunately for Will Smith, uh, the Braves signed Kenley Jansen. You know, it's a good baseball move, but yeah. he basically loses all of his value. So what do you think right. about those two? Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. Will Smith's ratios aren't good enough to to draft him if you know he's going to be the, the backup closer to a very reliable one. So he's done. Uh, I, I kind of, I don't know. Flaherty's getting buried now. He's, he's going around 175th, at least in NFBC leagues, since this injury was announced. And, I have him more in the like 130, 150 range. Um, the tear that showed up in the MRI is apparently something he's had for a long time. So the bursitis for which he's already received a PRP injection, that may not be such a big deal. But, you know, you definitely want to get him at a discount right now. Jack Flaherty. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in five. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.